When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country, Sirius XM80, the ESPN app, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Special shout out to our guy, Rob Lorenzo, hey our yo. social and digital guy. Hey it is his birthday today. <laughs> Cleveland sports fan. Oh, so Max Strews looked out for him last night. There you go. My goodness. 59-foot game win. Oh, we do have a camera on Rob. I didn't oh, even know right. we had a camera on Rob. Wow, the Rob cam. Rob cam. Wow, wow. <laughs> He's got his kind of fake Cavs hat on right now as well. A 59-foot game winner for Max Strews. Hold on, why is it a fake Cavs hat? Because I don't think it's actually a Cavs hat. I think it just looks like the Cavs logo. Uh, you, you know oh, what? I would have never kid. known you thought that. It was a I would have never know. known that had you not aired it out. <laughs> because Evan decided to say something, now he puts Rob on play. Happy oh, birthday, Rob. Happy <laughs> birthday. I don't right? know. When did we get a Rob cam? How did that happen? The brand is Midwest Kids. <laughs> wow. I didn't know we had a Rob cam. We had to fix that in the break. We need no more of the Rob cam. No. Um, but 59 footer for Max Struess. For Rob. For Rob. For his birthday. To a game winning shot. To beat the Dallas Mavericks last night at home in Cleveland, I was thinking about this. Mm. Best possible way to walk off a game. So you're an athlete. Well, you were an athlete, but let's just say you <laughs> could play any sport. So is it a game-winning three or half-court shot, touchdown, the sack? Hail Mary. Hail Mary? The Hail Mary. Homer? Home run. Walk-off home run for me. No Hail Ma- I'm the surprised Hail you don't Mary. say a defensive play, like a no, strip sack. No, the, the Hail Mary. How amazing is it to see a quarterback execute a Hail Mary at the end of the game and the team wins? Like it gets tipped up in the air and somebody else grabs it. Doug Flutie, Aaron Rodgers done it a couple of times. Doug Flutie, listen, it's very exciting. Yeah, it is. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Like it's definitely not one. You're way wrong. You're so wrong. Pat from the top rope. It's absolutely a walk off home run. It's not even close. Why? Can you break that down? Because it's just the best. I mean, it's just better than how many walk off home runs can you think of versus how many hail marys can you think of? You can think of like. Two Hail Marys. Well, that would actually help CeCe's case yeah, in this case. No. That's the whole point. It's <laughs> way more. A walk-off homer is way more exciting. You may be right, Pat, but that's the wrong yeah, argument but, but, to but use. But it happens, the way, rarity. More, it happens way more yeah. often. Yeah, right? like, how yeah. Often and see, which how makes it better. How does it? How, no, because but they're I thought, rarity. I the rarity of no, it absolutely not. makes it more exciting. Me too. No. Because it doesn't happen as often. There's way more failed Hail Marys than there are successful Hail Marys. That doesn't make it good. Yeah, but when you complete it is what we're talking about. Yeah, but eh, it doesn't happen as much. It's right, not that, as exciting. Pat, Pat, based on that logic, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I think you're wrong in the way you're arguing it is what I would say. Based on that log- logic, how many times do we see guys and gals in basketball chuck up half-court shots to try to win a game and lose? Have Matt Struess did yeah. it from 59 feet, la- feet right? Hold yeah. on. Canty, uh, how was that failed Hail Mary in the Super Bowl? How did that feel when you were on that the That was pretty awesome, actually. That was pretty awesome. 
But I don't think anybody really wants to focus on the failed Hail Mary. That, you can't like say a, that, that's yeah, not yeah, a walk-off. A, fa- a failed Hail Mary is not a walk-off. Like, no. Like, no. No, a walk-off is you hit a home run, you win a game. Yeah. You have the shot that Struis had last night, you win, you a, win game. a game. You have a, a goal in hockey you win or soccer, you win the game. Shootout in either of those, right? Or a, a strip sack, an interception. Or you complete the Hail Mary. Can yeah. I can Now, nah, the walk-off you, home run's better than all those. I'm going to give you a weird one. Okay, and this is probably surprising coming from me. I grew up, baseball was my number one sport forever growing up. Now it's obviously football, basketball for me, but it's a baseball one. What about a game-winning, like, Andy Chavez-style catch for the Mets against the Cardinals back in the day? Like, over the fence, you catch the ball and win the game that way. It's a defensive walk-off, so maybe it's a little bit different. No. I I, I love that, though. It's great, but it's not as dramatic or fulfilling as a walk-off home run. Like, if you're asking us to choose one, yeah. and we would be the hero in that scenario, don't you want to be the one that hits the bomb? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> what about the one that hits the shot? Like, like Max Struess, or potentially, like MJ against the, you know, the Jazz back in the day and the Byron Russell play. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think, uh, here's what I do know. When you're going to argue against a half-court shot or against a Hail Mary because you like to walk off home run, the number of times it happens can't be your argument. That's what I know. Yeah. And I love Pat, but that cannot. Pat, you normally have great arguments. That's exactly why it's better, that though. We no see sense. it happen a lot, and it's so much more exciting every time it happens. We never see Hail Marys. It's just not as exciting cause, okay, you because, okay, see one. if you see you one. You don't even see one once a year. It's like it's just not that cool. Hail Marys are fine. Oh, my God. There's like one great Hail Mary. It's Doug Flutie. And then, like, I guess Aaron Rodgers has, like, 12. Doesn't but, like, Cordell Stewart have you, one? Cordell Stewart has one. The Kyler Murray one against the Buffalo The Kyler. Bills. Okay. We're talking about Kyler Murray. Now, but stop that's it. A, but here's it. Pat, stop I think you're what actually. What are you talking about? Pat, I actually think you're right. I think the walk-off home run is actually better. But when you're using the number of times and frequency it happens, you get destroyed in this. I know we're not trying to win Wait, arguments. Like, I'm not getting destroyed. Yes, right. because but no, but we <laughs> know correct. we know the amount of hail marys off the top of our head. I count them on one hand. So if that happens, you're down you're six points. You're talking about Cordell Stewart. That happened 30 years ago. That's right, like, and we still remember no, it. No, we don't. <laughs> yes, we do. We got to open this up to the callers, man. It is Michelle's on my side. Michelle, am I correct? Walk off home run better than I didn't Hail say Mary. you're incorrect. Without, you're not Michelle. Question. Michelle. Pat, without question, you are correct. A walk off home run is better than a Hail Mary. I always defer in, in arguments like this to the single greatest sports moment of my life, and it was a walk off home run. Nothing will ever beat the drama, the excitement, the joy of that. To which me. which one are we talking? David the freeze. Fre- the freeze. Two thousand eleven. Game six. Kirk Gibson, unbelievable. I see. Pat, here's the thing. I agree with you. I just don't agree with how you're presenting it. Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. The best way to walk off in sports is what we saw. Max Struess last night. We're gonna get to the Bears and all and the combine and all the comments. But now we have a brawl on our hands here. <laughs> uh, let's see what the Rob Cam thinks, considering uh, it is Rob's birthday. Rob, <laughs> we just, I, I just want a, ro- a random Rob Cam now that we have on this show that who knew that we had? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> the Rob Cam on ESPN2. Okay, so you, but your argument, CeCe, was not even about the frequency. No. It was just about Hail Mary. You, you, the thing about the Hail Mary, just like the half-court shot, is yeah. you've, you've basically decided you lost. Yeah, it's, it's essentially improbable. Like that's what it is. It's the borderline the, impossible. Exactly, and that's when you see one of those plays actually happen. It's 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 unbelievable. It's incredible. It's all anybody wants to talk about. Yes. And so because it's so infrequent, it's one of those that that 
that you have to, you know, how you have that extreme emotional reaction to it just because you didn't think that it was possible that you could be on the winning side of it, and then all of a sudden you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what we saw the big swing that happened with the Cavs versus the Mavs last night. I mean, Max Truce hits that shot, and then it's just all of a sudden all of the Cavs players are going crazy, and the Dallas Mavericks are completely deflated. Like, to me, the walk-off home run, I'm not trying to take away from it, but it happens so often. It's almost like every single week in baseball we see a walk-off home run because everybody hits so many home runs. Like, we see it all the time. And so I guess the, the, the fact that it happens so often takes away from the magic of it all. By the way, uh, not the purpose of this conversation, but I want to point out, what was Evan Mobley doing passing it backwards with seconds to no go idea. in the game? No idea. <laughs> I mean, that's the other part of it. They inbounded to Mobley, and he passed it backwards to Shrews. you got to go the other way, buddy. I'm just saying. Uh, Brian in Orlando, listening on 660 AM in Orlando. What's up, Brian? Yeah, hey, I'm not even a golf fan, but a 40-foot uh, putt in a major, is it just brings the gallery alive, and it just explodes off the TV. That's a good one. That's, That's a, a great, great one. Ending. That's a great one. That's a good one. A, a walk-off putt is a real, like, yeah. I only envision Tiger or Jack doing it. I, I actually can't envision someone else doing it, but Tiger doing it, Sunday red, shout out to Tiger, and then the fist <sighs> pump there, oh, God, that would be amazing. That's That's a good one. Who would have thought golf has the best walk-off in this? Uh, Keith in Alabama listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Keith? What's up? Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I got I to go with Michelle on this one. Uh, the, the degree of difficulty to hit a home run, a major league batter has milliseconds to decide where to put that bat. And, and the degree of difficulty is just way greater than, than anything else, hands down. How is the degree of difficulty or hitting a walk-off home run harder when we see more walk-off home runs than we do completed Hail Marys? That's the part I don't Because there's more baseball games than football games. That's true. Yeah, and and that's fine, but we're talking about going years without seeing completed Hail Marys. Years. And we have over 250 football games every single season. Yeah, a a Hail Mary is obviously more rare. But to me, the walk-off home run, a lot of the Hail Marys is like, I'm just going to chuck it in the end zone into this scrum and hope for the best. I hope one of my players makes the play. Whereas to me, a walk-off, there's pressure in the moment, and it's you versus me. It's 1v1, and I have to beat you. And you're going to throw your best, everything you have in the kitchen sink at me. Ivory in Atlanta, watching on ESPN2. Best way to walk off a game or an event. What's up, Ivory? It's not even... it's not even close. It's definitely the Hail Mary. That's com- that's like the agony and defeat to the thrill of victory, and that very rarely happens. Not even close. Yeah, the Hail Mary and then, like, the heave like we saw last night really, I think, takes you from we just lost to we just won in a way that is different than a walk-off home yeah. run. Right? Like, if, if it's... And You're I, snatching I, victory from the jaws of the Yeah, team. because <laughs> think about it this That's way. That's what's happening. You are, yeah. So think about it this way. If you're if it's bottom of the ninth, you're down 4-3, there's a runner on first. Yeah. The manager is thinking about what the pitcher is going to pitch to prevent exactly what we're talking about, a walk-off home run, right? The Hail Mary, I don't even know that a defensive coordinator is worrying about the completion of that as much. Like, it's so improbable... But the drama of the walk-off is still there. The drama of the Hail Mary is still there. But when see, – see, this got a little twisted when we're talking about the rarity or scarcity of it because we know the Hail Marys off the top of our head. We don't yeah. know every walk-off off the top of our head. Uh, let's get one more call on in this, and then we're going to get to the Bears stuff with all of the uh, discussion about the number one pick last night. All right, this will be interesting. Mason in St. Louis on ESPN Radio 101, ESPN in St. Louis, the home of Michelle Smallman. 
Good morning, guys. Um, definitely would agree that the walk-off home run is a lot more exciting and eccentric than uh, Hail Mary. Uh, if we want to talk about David Freeze 2011, walk-off home run against the Texas Rangers in the World Series to go to Game 7, I mean, that was electric. And then a Hail Mary, you just chuck it up and hope for the best in the end zone. That's where I'm at. What about and thanks for the phone call? What about the walk off? Well, yeah, if, I mean, if your if your argument about the the walk off home run is based in skill, then sure. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the argument with the hail mary, it's not really skill; it's luck. Yeah, like I mean, like, like it really you know is. I mean, it's all luck. I mean, with baseball, at least you can talk. Oh, it's a little bit of skill. The hitter, you know, maybe the pitcher is tipping a pitch. Whatever he's got the you know, you know, based on the the situation, the scenario. Yeah, he's going to execute based on his skill level. With the Hail Mary, I mean, there, there really is no execution to a Hail Mary. It's like, hey, get a bunch of guys together, you throw it up as high as you can, and you hope that it gets tipped and you get a favorable bounce. Hope for the best. It's all luck, <laughs> but that's what makes it so exciting. That's that's what makes that's it so majestic. That's the key word right it's there. all luck. The luck part. See, yours is more of the skill. Like, yeah. the, the guy knows how to hit home runs in theory or what pitch he's looking for. Mm-hmm. Yours is you got to get insanely lucky. 20 different things have to happen and go wrong for the opposition. What about quickly the walk-off three like we saw Villanova National Championship Chris Jenkins years ago? That's pretty good. Pretty call, good. To call game like that? For all in the a marbles. title game, yeah, that's 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 pretty good. So the stakes matters yeah. in terms of the walk off. Yeah, like, or like the Kawhi Leonard three point shot in the corner. Oh yeah, against the Sixers. That, that, my how, heart stopped. How awesome was stopped. that? That was amazing. I had no horse in the race, and I I that was, remember that. How yeah, that I was amazing. Yeah, 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 Kawhi. Yeah, won that was championship amazing. that year. Great, great. Uh, anyway. Um, I haven't like I haven't like Kawhi, but any this year that guy. it's not the Heat, it bothers me. A great win last night against the Blazers. All right, on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance for a job you'll love. Visit progressive.com/careers. Every well, almost every GM spoke yesterday, but the one we all wanted to hear from Chicago GM Ryan Poles. Did he give us an indicator as to what he does with number one? We'll find out next. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small, and when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Combine underway, media sessions underway. Number one pick. Everyone's discussing what the Bears are going to do with that number one pick, as well as Justin Fields. All right, let's go through what we heard yesterday. Maybe we got some indicators here one way or another, so we're going to have to interpret some of this stuff. Ryan Poles, GM of the Bears, 
he was asked about when does he want to make a decision about the QB. Tomorrow. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, though, before no, free agency? Or, I would love to know as soon as possible. Right. I mean, I, mean, I would love to know, um, but I know that's not how the process works. Um, you know, there's sure before free agency would be good. Like I said, I'm also taking, um, you know, if we were to do something with Justin, like I want to do right by him. All right. He also gave us the timeline for trading Justin Fields, if that's happening. If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, no one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization. All right, now that happens. Mark Silverman, Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN 1000 in Chicago, was a guest on game night last night, normally with Q Myers, uh, Emmett Golden, but Jonathan Zaslow in last night. And uh, he gave his take as to what happened yesterday with the Bears. And I think he speaks volumes. If they really were going to keep Justin Fields, I think he would profess his love for Justin Fields. And he just hasn't done that. And I don't think he's ever done that. And Justin's not his guy. And I think because of them having this number one pick, it's just giving him this pass to give him his own quarterback. If they only had the number nine overall pick, they probably would go on with Justin with the fourth season and see where it goes. They don't hate Justin Fields, but I just think having the number one overall pick gives them this opportunity to probably draft Caleb Williams. All right, we heard from Poles. We heard from Sylvie. Do you feel like you got an indication, either of you, yesterday on what the Bears are going to do? Yeah, I, I think Ryan Poles is going to trade Justin Fields. And he gave us a little bit of insight in terms of the timeline, right? He doesn't want Justin Fields to live in the gray area. That's what we heard from Justin Fields in his camp earlier this offseason. And so he said he wants to do right by him by moving him before the start of free agency if, in fact, they're going to select a quarterback with the number one overall pick. So, to me, that little bit of insight coupled with the other thing that Ryan Poles said regarding the contract and how that can impact roster construction leads me to believe that he's going to go with the cheaper option and by all accounts from the scouting world, the more talented option in Caleb Williams over Justin Fields. I, I think we see Justin Fields moved over the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. based on what happened last year and them making the decision shortly after the combine, trading down from number one to number nine with the Carolina Panthers on March 10th. They've given us a little bit of a, a, a template or a blueprint on how they want to operate and how they want the timeline that they want to make the quarterback decision in. Absolutely. I'm with you, Cece. I think that he tipped his hand a little bit here that they are, in fact, going to move on from Justin Fields. He not only gave the timeline that they would like to do it before free agency, but like Sylvie said, it's not like he was effusive in his praise of Justin Fields when asked this question. And you know, if you're Ryan Poles going into this process, this is the number one question you're going to be asked, along with what do you think about the quarterbacks in, in this draft? But to not say, we love Justin, he's a great talent, etc., and say things along the line of, I don't want him to have to live in the gray area, I think that's an indicator that they are planning to move on from him. Am I nuts to think that while we're going to discuss this from now until the draft, it's over? Like, I think he, they're trading Justin Fields. They're yeah. clearly, they're drafting Caleb Williams. I, I think at this point, we should all be utterly shocked if they don't draft Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields. I think there's should be an option of doing the unthinkable, which is trading both, as crazy as that sounds. Why do I say that? Well, because somebody sitting next to me yesterday was telling me, and Smalls, 
how great Drake May is. So now I'm starting to think, well, could they could they maneuver a little bit? Could they go down from one to two? Could they also trade fields? Could they still pick up extra picks? Could they end up with a quarterback that they still think is a franchise quarterback that's not named Caleb Williams? I think all of those should be options. I don't think they are right now. I think Adam Schefter told us that the plan is what we just said, Caleb and Trey Justin, and that could change. I think Ryan Poles is telling you yesterday, we're taking Caleb Williams. Well, here's why I don't think you can go down the road that you just outlined with not taking either Caleb Williams or keeping Justin Fields. I don't know that you could be right in the time frame that you would need to be in order to make the right decision and do right by Justin. Right. If your goal is to trade Justin Fields before the start of free agency, I don't know that you're going to be able to gather all the facts around who you want your quarterback to be and what the grades for Caleb Williams, Drake May, and Jaden Daniels are all going to be, right? Because they're not working out at the Combine. I thought there was a chance that Drake May could work out at the Combine. They nixed that yesterday. So you're going to have to wait for these guys and their pro days before you see them throw the ball around the yard, all the measurables, things of that nature. I don't know that you can put together the grade and have full confidence in trading Justin Fields um, before the start of free agency, knowing that you might potentially move on from the number one pick, too. I just don't know that that's going to work out. So that timeline's interesting. So they, you're suggesting they would not want to move on from Justin Fields until they have those pro days and they have their full grade and their full awareness of these quarterbacks? Well, what I'm saying is I wouldn't want to move off of the number one pick and trade Justin Fields. Got it. So okay. both of them. Okay. Like when you have the number one pick, it, it doesn't matter what time the pro days are because you have maximum options. But if you're willing to trade off of the number one pick, that becomes a little bit dicey, especially if you're moving off of Justin Fields. So that that is interesting to me, though, because if I was considering keeping him at all or grading him against these prospects, I would want to pause that decision until I've seen them, until I have all the information at my disposal. So I wonder if that can impact the timeline at all. Haven't you seen them, though? Like, what do we need to see now? I think you need to talk to them now, and maybe that's what you mean yeah, by that. Yeah, part of the yeah, process. Because, yeah. like, I don't... Because okay. that impacts your draft grade. Yes, but... I've seen them play football. Like, I don't care about them throwing an indie in their underwear, right? I care about the idea of having a conversation with them, looking them eye to eye and saying, okay, how are you going to handle this situation? All right, here's our offense. Do, do you, you want to be here? Do you want? Well, that's a great one, right? So now that's the whole other wrinkle is that we have not heard that about Caleb Williams if he wants to be in Chicago. Mike Tannenbaum has sat with us, ESPN front office executive, former GM, and said, I don't care if he wants to be there. If I want him, he's going to be picked, and we're going to figure that out after the fact. Mike literally said to us, I would tell Caleb Williams if I'm the Bears, get a 312 cell phone, which is the area code in Chicago. <laughs> like you don't, You're not going to have a choice on this. And he doesn't have a choice on this. He can try, try to sit out, but then it's going to be a And we've given, been given no indication he's actually going to do no. that. But that is another part of this, that until maybe they hear those words from him, yeah, I'm good to go, maybe they are tentative on that. Yeah, but I guess guess my whole point is because these prospects are so closely grouped with all of their talent levels, I I just would want to have those final conversations to see those final workouts, to put the finishing touches on the overall grades before I can start going through the exercise of figuring out the value proposition from trading down from one to two or from one to three and knowing which quarterbacks that are going to be available in that range. So I guess that's the whole point in wanting to wait to watch the pre-draft process and and all of the pro day workouts. I want to see what the final grades are on these guys before I'm willing to trade off of the number one overall pick. Because if you are, if you're going to move Justin Fields, you're going to take a quarterback and this is a great year to need a quarterback, but I don't know who that guy is. I don't want to all of a sudden limit my options 
by trading back from one to two or one to three before I've completed the process of putting together the final grades on each quarterback prospect. Coming up, we will play matchmaker. But first, CC has this from uh, Granger. Ah, uh, yes, for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. What is happening to Smalls? <laughs> Smalls just started dancing to the NFL music. It's good. So now two of the three people on our team on this show dance to NFL music. I guess I got to learn how to bop to the NFL music. Because <laughs> CC has done this since we started. Now Smalls as well. All right, Come here on, we this go. This just doesn't put you in a mood to talk football. Come it on, does. Evan. Just a little, just a little bit. Come on, Evan. Okay, bring it out. I'm, Come I'm, on. Do you want me to bring off air on air? I'm going to. Let's do it. Because CC likes. We're doing it. He likes round ball rock better than any of the NFL music. He likes the John Tesh NBA. And That's NBC. true. That's true. That is true. We got to do that right now. I know, but I'm just saying. Why are we trying to disparage Because that's a better bop. Why can't you just embrace why, it, Evan? Why do you have to try to Nelly, Nelly why you did a song on NFL music? Yeah, I don't know. It's okay. Has, has any hip-hop artist ever done a song oh to an NFL gosh. music? Nelly did a song he's to Round Ball he's Rock. He's ruining the moment right now. Anyway. Evan. Matchmaker, matchmaker, find me a match, if that's the words. All right, here we go. Make We're gonna me play a match. But okay. That too. Well, I don't need a match now, thank God. Um, all right. <laughs> here we go. QB matchmaker. This is we, a hard game. We each have been Very given the list. Game. And the NHL, the best. ESPN NHL music is phenomenal. This That's is pretty good. so good. You this feel is second the drama. overall. Second overall. Makes you want to put on some skates. No, doesn't make me want to do that. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Everybody's going to go. We're not going to go one by one because I think some of these are connected. So we have to each go. We have Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, JJ McCarthy, Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Justin Fields. We have been given an assignment by Nuno and Pat and Jovante. Of seven quarterbacks. Make them a match, Smalls. 
So am I just going number all one? All seven. Oh, all seven. Let's We're go. We're rolling through it. Yeah, because some of them are tied together, and you have to explain from one to the, the next. Oh, I think this guy's going to go here, so that guy's going to go so there. So just to clarify the exercise, yes. once the team is off the board, then we have to eliminate that option in terms of where we think the quarterback is going to Are you go. matchmaking with <laughs> – wait, CeCe has uh, no, I'm just trying to people figure dating out. two just, teams? I'm just trying to figure yes. out are we, I think all, are we all doing it. Oh, no, no. You're going to do all your seven, then you're going to do all your seven. And then I'll do my, my seven. That's, a, that's very intensive. Well, I think we probably all have the same one, two, three, no? I do not. You There's do no not. There's no way you have what I have. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. Well, Caleb Williams, I think that he is going to be in a long-term and hopefully healthy relationship with the <laughs> Chicago Bears. I say hopefully healthy because Bears quarterbacks don't often have healthy relationships with that franchise. But the more that we hear coming out of Ryan Poles and Chicago, it seems likely that this is going to be Caleb Williams' future home. So I have him going to the Chicago Bears. Drake May, I have going to the Washington Commanders. I think that these three guys, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels will go one, two, three. So I have Caleb with the Bears, Drake May with the Washington Commanders, and Jaden Daniels going to the New England Patriots. Congratulations, Evan. This is going to be someone that you're going to hopefully love for years to come. Now, these next four is where I really had to think about this, and I had a lot of cross-outs and, and circles here. I'm going to put J.J. McCarthy with the Denver Broncos. I would love to see Sean Payton get a guy that he could invest in, a guy that he thinks is malleable, that he could grow into the quarterback that he hopes to have for a while in Denver. We saw J.J. McCarthy on the big stage, obviously, in the college p- football playoff and the national championship game. I think he's got a lot of talent that Sean Payton could extract from him at the pro level. So I'm going to put J.J. McCarthy with the Denver Broncos. Kirk Cousins, Kirk O'Chains, I have staying with the Minnesota Vikings. I think they're going to reinvest in him. It tells me a lot about what he means to that franchise and that team as currently constructed when he's not on the team and they're still rallying around him wearing the T-shirts. They love this guy. I don't think they're going to let him go. Russell Wilson was the toughest one for me in this exercise. I initially had him with the Atlanta Falcons, but I crossed that out, and I'm going to put him with the Las Vegas Raiders. I actually think that that would be a good landing spot for Russ. They could get him on a very team-friendly deal, and I think that that could do a lot as far as rebranding Russell Wilson. Going there, falling in line with Antonio Pierce, he's such a likable guy. That's a likable group. It's a a team kind of on the come-up. He knows the division. I think that's a good spot spot for Russell Wilson and I have Justin Fields teaming up with Mike Tomlin going to the Pittsburgh Steelers I think that would be a perfect fit for all parties involved so that's the list nice one small CC your list matchmaker all right right. Caleb Williams I got going to the Chicago Bears Drake May I've got going to the Washington Commanders you can connect some dots there Jaden Daniels I've got going to the New England Patriots the J.J. McCarthy part is where it gets real interesting I got J.J. McCarthy going to the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. I got J.J. McCarthy going to the Las Vegas Raiders. He's an edgy player. Uh, I think he's going to be outside of the top 10 when he gets drafted. But when you look at the movement skills, when you look at the accuracy and thinking about the weapons that he would have to work with in Vegas, that makes a ton of sense for me. He's also on a cheap quarterback on a rookie deal. Gives that organization a lot of runway. Mm -hmm. Again, you have an opportunity to pair your GM with your head coach, with your quarterback, all on the same timeline so you can gauge exactly what this regime is capable of getting accomplished. Mm -hmm. I think that's what they do. They build it from brand new when it starts with the quarterback position with the Vegas Raiders. J.J. McCarthy going 13th overall. Now, Kirk Cousins. I can't get out of my mind what Adam Schefter said yesterday. If the negotiations with the Vikings were in a good place, then Kirk Cousins wouldn't have put that video out there. 
I actually think that the Vikings are hesitant to give Kirk the guaranteed money that he's going to be looking for on a contract, even if you're talking about a three- or four-year deal, I don't think the Vikings are willing to go beyond you know first couple of years of guaranteed money. So I, I think Kirk Cousins is on the move, and the, where he's moving is the Mile High City. I got Kirk Cousins going to the Denver like Broncos. Wow. Kirk Cousins pairing up with Sean Payton, competent quarterback play. There are a lot of similarities in terms of how Kirk Cousins spends it with Drew Brees. I like Kirk Cousins with the Denver Broncos, what they got going on. They got to clean up their salary cap situation, but I can absolutely see their front office doing some magic under the cap. And with the $255.4 million salary cap, they should be able to find a way to slot in the kind of contract that Kirk Cousins is looking for. So I got Kirk going to the Maha City. That one's juicy, like CC. I yeah, like that one. Yeah, and of course, when Kirk leaves, there's going to be a vacancy. Uh-huh. And that's where I can see I like Danger Russ stepping in. Like, I like both Ru- those. Russell Wilson going to the Minnesota Vikings. I mm. mean, listen, when you've got the kind of receivers that they've got, TJ Hawkinson, you've got Jordan Addison, you've got Justin Jefferson, you want competent quarterback play. And that's what Russell Wilson gave the Broncos last year. For all the little flack that he's caught, he had 26 touchdowns to eight interceptions, and he was top 10 in passer rating. I think getting competent quarterback play, especially on the cheap, goes a long ways with that organization, especially with the big Justin Jefferson contract that they got to get doled out. Mm -hmm. To me, it just makes sense. Get Russell Wilson on the cheap. It gives you a lot of flexibility in terms of overall roster construction. And last but not least, Justin Fields. I got him going to the Atlanta Falcons. Justin Fields to the Atlanta Falcons. If you heard General Manager Terry Fondo talk a little bit yesterday, he said there are a lot of great options on the table and made sure that he didn't exclude the option of trading for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't help but think Justin Fields from that area, the Atlanta metro area, it just makes sense. Played his college ball down there for um, for a four-year with University of Georgia. It just makes sense that Justin Fields would fit in on the timeline that they have with that young core of players on the offensive side of the ball. Very juicy. So you have Pittsburgh left out and you have Atlanta left out, correct? In terms of the QB needy teams. Which is why that was tough for me because I know that they're in the mix and I had a hard time leaving Atlanta. All right, I had to scribble as well because I asked Nuno, our producer, four seconds before we came back on here, I said, am I going to do like my chalk version or what I think I should do? He goes, no, do what you think should happen. All right, well, here we go. I am now warped by Peter King and what he said on his NBC Sports column, even though he told Dan Patrick that was from no information. It was just my feelings that Chicago should trade down twice. So here we go. Caleb Williams, the Washington Commanders. He goes home. He plays with uh, Kingsbury as his coordinator, and they trade up to get the number one pick. Chicago then trades down again to with Atlanta. Atlanta gets the number two pick. I have Jaden Daniels to the Atlanta Falcons, number two overall. I have New England trading out of number three, trading with Denver, picking up a first rounder next year, as well as an extra, a second rounder. Drake made a Denver is what I have. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Then New England with Denver's pick at 12 takes JJ McCarthy. They still get a quarterback. They take one of Harbaugh's guys. They take him at 12. They pick up an extra first-rounder to take him at 12. That leaves an opening in Chicago, which is where I think Kirk Cousins could go on a big deal. You both have said countless times, the Bears always screw up quarterbacks. It's hard to screw up somebody who cannot be screwed up. He's already good. He doesn't need the Bears. Kirk Cousins knows what he's doing, even if they try to screw him up. That leaves Justin Fields to go to Pittsburgh. How can you not want to play for Mike Tomlin? I can't play football. I'll play for Mike Tomlin if you want me. (laughs) And this one is the most controversial one, I think, even though I've said wild things. I truly believe that Dave Canales, very good, 
and a good and a good coach um, that he should go and get Russell Wilson back to Carolina. That when I say back, they were together in Seattle. I think Bryce Young should have a red shirt year. Let him sit for a year. I know that's ridiculous, or at least for a few games. Let him sit for six games before the trade deadline. And build Russell Wilson back up, assign Russell Wilson to mentor Bryce Young, and then flip Russell Wilson if need be. Yeah, I put Russell Wilson on the Carolina Panthers. Don't you think that could disrupt Bryce Young's growth as a quarterback? No, I think playing disrupted his growth. Could mess him up from a mental standpoint? No, I think there's a way of handling it. And I think Russell Wilson actually could be the guy who handles it. And then you flip him to like this year's versions of the Browns, a good team that loses a quarterback because of injury. Is Russ somebody that we look at as a well-known mentor to young players? He doesn't have a choice anymore, Smalls. If you want a job, this is the job. So, yeah, I went a little <laughs> wacky here. I have Caleb going to Washington. I have Drake May to Denver. Jaden Daniels to Atlanta. J.J. McCarthy to New England. Kirk Cousins to Chicago. Justin Fields to Pittsburgh. And Russ to Carolina. I also love how the Bears go with the most expensive option on the board. And Kirk right, Cousins. Right. <laughs> well, they have tons of cap room. I'm just saying, though, you could get a rookie quarterback build, yeah, build who, around him. But they may mess him up. I mean, how many times has Sid Luckman been mentioned on this show, right? Yeah, oh, fair. my gosh. So, I don't – could the Bears – let me do it this way. Could the Bears mess up Kirk Cousins? No. I don't think so. So then why not get a short thing? Maybe he's not a short thing. I don't know. I'm really warped by these – not warped. I'm, I'm influenced now positively by this Denver-Minnesota flip-flop. It makes so much sense for both teams what you just put out there. Just saying. It is Wednesday. Every single Wednesday we do our ESPN personality draft. What are we doing today? Who we want to go to hibachi with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hibachi's back, baby. We're on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Whose Super Bowl party would you like to attend? Let's party! Who would you let babysit your kids? We're just going to play with matches, run with scissors. Or, oh yeah, who would you enjoy some pumpkin pie with? It's another edition of the ESPN Personality Draft. On unsportsmanlike. Oh, so awesome. Mel Kuyper's going to join us later today, by the way, 9 a.m. Eastern time. His second mock draft coming out today. Mel does voiceover work for us and it does the draft stuff also. That's a secondary gig, obviously. Voiceover work for unsportsmanlike number one on his uh, resume, I'm sure. All right, guys. Every Wednesday we do it, an ESPN personality draft. We pick a topic. We draft ESPN personalities for that topic. Today, mm-hmm. based on a 
battle that has been going on on this show because Pat and Javante and Nuno are anti-Hibachi. We're going all in on it. The three people you would want to go to Hibachi. Yes! Smalls, kick us off. All right, let me pull up the old big board here. For my first pick, the number one overall pick in the ESPN personality draft, Hibachi Dinner Edition, because we have three members of this show who are anti-hibachi, right. my first pick is going to be a noted hibachi enthusiast and someone who has already shared with us how effective they are at hibachi. And that is our very own Tim Legler. Well done. Tim well Legler, done. what did he say, 82.7% 82. from the field? 82.7 in catching shrimp. shrimp in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. I know that if I go to hibachi with Tim Legler, we're going to have a great meal. We're going to talk a little basketball, and I'm going to get to watch him catch the shrimp in his mouth. So Tim Legler, first pick. Phenomenal. Very nice. My first pick for hibachi dinner, I got to go with my man who calls everybody coach, Ian Fitzsimmons. Great pick. Doing the draft with Ian Fitzsimmons. Great pick. Ian Fitzsimmons has the best stories. And anytime I sit down for dinner, I wanna I wanna hear people regale me with their tales and all of the different things that they're into, the different, you know, the, people that they bump into, the different circles that they run in. So I love the fact that Ian always has a story and always is six degrees of separation away from knowing somebody. Oh, yes. So Ian Fitzsimmons would be my top pick for hibachi dinner. He I, probably knows the hibachi chef somehow. Yes, Does exactly. he call the hibachi chef coach? Probably, hey, yeah. Hey, hey coach, coach, I'd like grilled hey shrimp, please. Hey yeah. and, and by the way, I think it was Ian's birthday this week, if I'm not mistaken as well. So happy, happy birthday, birthday to Ian. Ian. All right, so I got two now. Hibachi draft, uh, snake draft style. All right, Hibachi, you're you're really on top of people, right? Mm. You got to have a good relationship with them. You got to feel comfortable around them. So my first pick, my friend, Sports Center, college football, play by play, Matt Barry. Matt's an awesome guy. He'll be he storyteller up the wazoo. Unbelievable. You'll laugh like crazy. So I'm going Matt Barry from Sports Center and college football play by play and studio work. That's my first pick. Now my next one. Like Smalls, I have confirmation that this person would love to do this. My second pick, I'm going with the great Steve Mason, ESPN LA, Mason in Ireland. Both of them, congratulations, broadcast Hall of Fame in California, Los Angeles area this week. So congratulations to them. Mason, all in on Hibachi. So I got Matt Berry. I got Steve Mason, ESPN LA, both in. For my hibachi dinner. Good Your second nice. pick. My second pick, Rex Ryan. Again, I love the storytelling. Yeah. The storytelling is where it's at for me. Rex Ryan has got a ton of great stories. Every time I see him here in the falls on Football Mondays, he's telling me some kind of story. He's telling me something about what happened, what this coach did wrong, what that player did wrong. I love the fact that Rex Ryan has always got that, that interesting perspective on everything. Plus, Nobody can quite frame things or nobody has the kind of sayings that Rex Ryan does. He always has an interesting way of phrasing things. So I want to be entertained at dinner, not just by the hibachi chef, but by the guests that are with me at dinner. So Rex Ryan, my second pick for hibachi. I love that pick. Rex would be great at the hibachi table. No doubt. Okay, so I get the next two, right? Yep. Okay, so rounding it out for me, joining myself and Tim Legler at the hibachi table, I went a similar route that the two of you did with my next pick. I want somebody that I can sit down with, that I would love to have a conversation with, pick their brain about sports, about life. I'm going with Mike Wilbon, St. Louis girl, Chicago guy, little Midwest love in there. I just imagine myself, Mike Wilbon, and Tim Legler being able to That's sit there. That's a good there. crew. It's a good crew to have a conversation with. Mike Wilbon is an icon, but I think he'd also be the straw that stirs the drink in a lot of ways in our hibachi dinner. So Mike Wilbon, number two pick. And rounding out my top three. 
somebody that I know is a good time, somebody that I know is going to take this very seriously. He's going to show up at this dinner and he is going to be ready for what is about to happen. Don't you do it. It's Chris Carlin. Ah, I knew you were going to do it. Dang it. Uh, it's Chris Carlin. Okay, I didn't even hear what you said. Oh, Chris Carlin. I said, don't you do I it. Knew, I knew I, you were going to do I, it. I had to steal oh, from Oh, my Zizi. God. Chris Carlin knows food. He also is going to be doing TikToks at the table. I imagine there's some sort of great TikTok about the onion volcano that's going to go viral. I feel like he'd get burnt by the onion volcano. But Somehow Carlin, like his, like his shirt would be lit on fire as a result of it. Probably. Also, <laughs> bonus reason I'm picking Carlin. Carlin. If Carlin is going to the dinner, there's a good chance that Nuno is also going to join. <laughs> and if Carlin likes hibachi, there's a good chance that Nuno could be swayed by Carlin. Therefore, we poach one of the anti-hibachi people and bring them over to the good side. I like it. I like it. Chris Carlin was mine, and that's okay. He was mine because Chris Carlin actually owes me a dinner going back to the NBA playoffs last year, and he still hasn't paid that off. Big fella, I'm waiting on you to pay off the dinner. That's got to happen. <laughs> but since she took Chris Carlin off the board, did, I'm, I'm going to go with somebody else from the football world. I'm going with my guy, Matt Bowen, from the NFL matchup show. Ooh. I love Matt Bowen. And he listen, he's a football coach. He's a former football player. So you know he can pack it away. You know the guy can eat, and he appreciates a good abachi. So Matt Bowen, Break down players like nobody else's business. Break down schemes, X's and O's as well, which is always fascinating. And as I've said before, with the theme of my hibachi guests, I need guests that are going to entertain me. Nothing says entertainment like being able to break down the power roll against an odd front defense. So I'm going with Matt Bowen from the NFL Matchup Show. All right, my final pick here. So I have two people on either side of me that could be storytellers, make me laugh, and Steve Mason and Matt Barry, and would be great in that spot. But neither of them fit the bill of what I need to be accepting of and accepting of me in reverse at a hibachi dinner, which is pigging out. You're going to eat an insane amount of food when you go to a hibachi dinner. So I need to go to the dinner, feel comfortable to eat thirds, not seconds, thirds. I need to eat a ton. I need to drink the ginger sauce with the rice. So I need somebody with me who's not going to judge me for the amount I've eaten. Now, that's a hard thing to predict. So you need to think about past experiences. Have I eaten a ton where I'm sitting next to someone that has not judged me for eating too much and has also eaten a ton? Hmm. My third pick is Chris Canty. That's who I'm doing it with. Nice. Because we sat across from each other at dinner a few weeks ago and we won. We out ate everybody. No judgment. It was appreciated. Oh, okay. You're getting that shrimp appetizer? Oh, you're getting the ravioli. Game recognized game. There was a lot of food eaten. So I think between the two of us, we'll let Mace and, and Maddie Barry tell the stories. That's fine. We'll eat. Oh, you don't want that? I'll take your leftovers. Oh, no one's going to eat this <laughs> yeah. pizza. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> there we go. So there's my, the list. Smalls has legs. Will Bond and Carlin. Canty as coach, Ian Fitzsimmons, Rex Ryan, Matt Bowen. I got Matt Barry, Steve Mason, and Chris Canty for the Hibachi Dinner Guests. Can't believe Small stole Chris Carlin. Well, that's on you, man, because Smalls took Rex Ryan last week. You could have taken uh, Carlin, which is second pick, that's right. and then you would have gotten Rex Ryan on the uh, comeback. So you're you right, you're that right, you're right, Nuno. It's that's my you. fault. I didn't have enough strategy. You're absolutely right. You got to have big you're board right. awareness. Got to be aware. Got to be more aware. You guys hey. missed uh, Daniel Cormier. Bring him in. He'll punch you in the face so hard you won't have to actually sit there for the hibachi. Okay. Uh, what are we going to do with Pat? Today? I, I have no idea. What Pat's we're on do one with today. Pat. Yeah, he is on one. We should put He's him on the Mary's? hibachi grill. Hail Marys, guys! <laughs> we're on Sportsman Like, presented by Progressive Insurance.
Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.